when it comes to holistic health and holistic living, when you can merge the two, that's when it's powerful. When you can steep and diffuse herbs in water and you get an amazing taste. But in addition to that, you're also getting the nutritional and medicinal benefits. That is holistic health and that's golden. This is episode number 309 of the Life, Strength, and Health podcast. I'm Kim and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, peace and blessings. Yes. And thank you for joining us this episode. If you're interested in improving and optimizing your health naturally, you have come to the right place. This episode is brought to you by our winter detoxification program. And this is our 14 day program that's geared towards rebalancing and rejuvenating your body. It's a full body cleanse, but we target the kidney and bladder, which are the organs of the winter season. Our program is designed for you to do on your own. It comes with an extensive detox manual, the products that you will be taking during the program, and we also address frequently asked questions as well. And if you need additional assistance, we offer a virtual detox consultation with Jamal if you needed additional assistance. We talked about the importance of winter detoxification in episode 308, the previous episode, and I will list that in the show notes page if you haven't listened to that yet. And to learn more about our winter detox program, just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash detox. So now let's segue into the organic food for thought. And today we're going to answer the question, is salt good for you? Salt provides so many benefits to the body. It helps us to balance fluids in our blood. It helps us to maintain healthy blood pressure. And it's also essential for nerve and muscle function, just to name a few. But salt provides so many benefits to our body. So when we talk about salt, we're speaking specifically in this case about what people know as sodium, which is an electrolyte that has uh, an effect on our fluids in our body and our muscle function and things like that. And when people think about salt, they tend to think about it negatively. Like if you have high blood pressure imbalances or things of that nature, most people think of salt and it's more of a detriment. But as you see, we need salts in our body. But the problem with the salt lies in the type of foods that you're eating. If you're eating a lot of processed foods or fast foods, this is laden with salt. And when you consume too much of these things, this can have a negative impact on your blood pressure. Right. To the point where salt is looked at as a negative thing Mm -hmm. right now. When people talk about salt, a lot of times when people come to us and we're speaking with them about their diets and things like that, people take pride in not using salt. You know, they'll say, well, I'm salt free or I I use very little salt. It's just to a point now where uh, salt has been vilified. But it really shouldn't. Just like with everything else in health, we have to look at the quality of what it is that we're using. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when people use salt and refer to salt, they're talking about table salt. They're talking about sea salt. The issue with those things are that they've been heavily processed. So when they process them, they use caking agents, which are chemicals. And now uh, the salt has chemicals in it. In addition to that, because of the processing 
it's been stripped of all of its minerals. So the only thing that regular salt has, table salt and the average sea salt, is concentrated levels of sodium. So now in addition to the salt that you're using when you make your meals, when you are having these processed foods and these preserved foods, it's going to be very high in sodium because they have to counterbalance the taste. Because with processed foods, you have these strong, distinct tastes in order for it to actually taste good. And then also salt is a preservative. So it's also going to be filled with salt to preserve the food. Mm-hmm. Now, the correct salt that you should be using is actually a salt that's going to have all of its minerals intact. So we're talking about something like pink Himalayan sea salt or Celtic sea salt. Those two salts have almost a hundred different trace minerals. So now in addition to sodium, which it does have a lot of, um, but not as much as the concentrated versions, it's going to have other minerals as well. And that's ideal. So you're getting kind of a balanced multi-mineral in a sense by having the right type of salt. So technically it's a balanced health food. And when you're having it in its right perspective and you're not having a bunch of processed things with the wrong salts, then we're looking at balanced health and you don't have to be afraid of salt. Mm -hmm. Now, if your pressure is already high, then obviously you need to balance your system out and you need to watch your sodium intake. That's obvious because it does control the water element in your body. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about when your body is balanced, you don't have to have that fear when you're using salts in your, your meals. So now let's segue into the episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about three teas that will be beneficial to consume during the winter season. In episode 308, we talked about how during the winter season, it's tougher for people to hydrate themselves properly. The days are shorter, the temperature starts to drop, we become less active and more sedentary. And because of this, people tend to consume less fluids. And this puts a strain on our bodies. And one of the recommendations that we suggested was to consume herbal teas. Yeah, and I think that uh, this is an important topic because during this time of year, this is something that we tend to see in our office on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice that uh, during the winter season, you'll hear us talking about that, hydrating yourself through things that are warm things that you can actually crave and look forward to. Because I definitely noticed that most of the time when we sit with people all year round, many people are naturally dehydrated. They don't drink enough. But I do notice that even the people that tend to drink more water aren't drinking as much as they should during the winter time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I just sat with someone the other day and, you know, he was saying, hey, I usually drink a lot of water. But as of lately, like sometimes I'll think about it at the end of the day and realize I haven't drank any water for the entire day. Mm -hmm. And that's just something common that we hear because certain activities just usually call for you to drink more water. And also 
during this time of year, you eat heavier foods. Right. And those foods are more dehydrating as well. Yeah. So like when it's hot, you, you want water. When it's hot, when you're sweating, you want to reach for water. A lot of times people will carry their waters around with them mm-hmm. uh, during the spring and summer. But think about it. Like uh, you see people walking around less with water during the wintertime. You know, you usually don't see someone out walking, you know, and it's snowing out and it's blistering cold and they have a bottle of water in their hand. It's just it's just something that we naturally don't crave. So it makes sense to drink teas. Right. How easy is it? to walk around with a mug it's cup in tea. your hand, right? So you got one of those <laughs> mugs where you you have your tea for the day that you can drink, um, you know, with. That makes sense. That is a, a, a good picture. That Those are things that I see. I know, you know, we carry our mugs around. I mean, I'm such a, <laughs> a tea connoisseur. You might see me carrying it around in the summer too. But, you <laughs> know, it, it's a good time to, to really drink tea. So getting into... Um, you know, three really good teas to drink, I think is powerful. So a couple of things with um with tea, right? So you have uh teas that taste delicious and and you know they're good to drink and um you know it's just a way to kind of flavor your water in a sense. And there may be a little bit of uh, nutritional value, but not much. It's more about the flavor, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to holistic health and holistic living, when you can merge the two, that's when it's powerful. When you can steep and diffuse herbs in water and you get an amazing taste. But in addition to that, you're also getting the nutritional and medicinal benefits, that is holistic health and that's golden. So the teas that we're going to focus on today have both properties. It's something that tastes great and it's also going to have a nutritional and medicinal benefit on your body. So the first tea that we recommend is mint tea. Yes, mint tea is an all-time favorite for many people, yes. including myself. And me too. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we're, we're saying mint tea for a reason. Mint is a family of, of herbs, right? And there's so many different types of mints. So we're not going to say a specific mint, but any of the mints are fine. Probably the most popular one is spearmint, right? So you have spearmint, you have peppermint, right? You got apple mint. Like there's so many different types of mints that you can drink. So any of those mints, they're all kind of similar, but different in a sense, are going to be good teas to consume. And one of the benefits of mint tea is it aids in digestion. And it was one of the teas that we offered in the waiting room. It was like a three mint tea, um, but it was something that we recommended people have after their colon sessions. Right. Yeah, I like that three mint tea. I think it was all three of the the mints that I just mentioned, the apple mint, peppermint, spearmint. So mm-hmm. it was like a combination of them. But in helping with uh, digestion, we're talking about absorption. So your ability to absorb. And a lot of times people have challenges with absorption and absorbing uh, their water, because if you're not absorbing your fluids properly, it's going to sit 
around the cell is going to sit in your body and cause inflammation. And that can raise your blood pressure as well. So uh, proper absorption is great. So mint tea is going to help with that. It's going to calm your system down, calm you down overall. Mm -hmm. The next benefit is that it oxygenates the body. Right. Which goes back to absorption. Again, adding extra oxygen to your body is always a good thing. It's going to help with mental alertness. So when you have all of these different functions, it's not just this one thing. When we look at it holistically, it's going to have an effect on many things. Minty is also good for fevers. Yeah, it is um, a coolant. Mint cools the body down. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if you have a, a temperature of, a, you know, 104 <laughs> degrees. You don't know, grab the mint tea. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to sip mint tea and be good. You know, it's not it's not that powerful, you know, yeah. and, and that's and that's how we think a lot of times, you know, like someone has a temperature of 104 degrees and they're like, I've been drinking mint tea all day. You <laughs> it's know? too late and for it's that. It's not working. Nope. You're like, no, maybe if it's slightly elevated, you know, you can have mint tea in addition to other things. And it's going to have an effect on you. But um, yeah, it cools the body down, which is um, which is great. The next tea that we recommend is juniper berries. Now, that's not a common tea, but it's something that you can get. It's um, uh, juniper berries come from almost like it's like an evergreen type of tree. And it's it's not the leaves itself. It's literally the, the dry berries that you're that you're making this tea from. So one of the benefits of juniper berries is it nourishes the urinary system. Right. So we talk about the water element. We talk about hydration. We talk about circulation. That's where the urinary tract comes into play. Uh, we're talking about your kidneys, your bladder, your uh, urethra, your urethra. Like all of those things are a part of your um, urinary system. Another benefit is that it helps to dissolve uric acid. Right. So when we talk about breaking down those acids, those are the things that uh, will uh, create uh, stones in the body and will also uh, create buildup in our joints, which can lead to arthritis as well as gout. So uh, in drinking juniper tea, it helps to reduce those types of activity in the body. And juniper berries also help to build immunity. Right. So it goes back again to multifunctional things. Mm -hmm. So we're hydrating our body. We're balancing out the alkaline and acidity. But also, especially during these times that we're in right now, it's helping to strengthen or fortify your immune system. So that's always going to be a good thing when that piece is a part of it. And the last tea that we recommend is chamomile tea. That's another favorite of, of mine, the chamomile tea, because it has a nice taste to it and it really helps to um, calm the body down. That's what it's known for. It's known right. for a calmative. So definitely a fan of, uh, of the chamomile tea. So besides calming the body, chamomile tea also soothes digestion. Again, you know, that digestive element and helping with absorption, you know, it can definitely soothe a, a tummy ache. It can soothe uh, gas. Uh, the, the mint teas are really good for gas as well, by the way, mm-hmm. um, but helps to just kind of soothe the system down overall. Chamomile tea is also good for inflammation. 
Yeah. And again, you know, if there's, if it's extreme inflammation, then you're going to need something stronger, but you know, low grade inflammation or having it on a regular basis can, can help with that in the body. And lastly, chamomile tea is also great for your skin and bones. Absolutely. And also you can use it externally as well, you know, so you can use it as a rinse and things like that. So, um, Chamomile is also a multifunctional tea, just like juniper berries and mint tea. And uh, when you make it right, it, it has really good flavor to it as well. So these are three teas that we recommend. But of course, there's so many teas that you can consume that will be beneficial for your health. But the most important thing is to drink more herbal teas so you hydrate yourself more during the colder season. But there's some things that we want you to remember when consuming herbal teas, and especially if you are focusing on hydrating your body more. So the first thing that we want you to remember is when you're consuming herbal teas, you want to consume more non-caffeinated or low-caffeinated teas during this time because caffeine because caffeine can be dehydrating if you consume too much of it. Absolutely. Um Caffeine is a a diuretic, so it's pushing fluids out of your body and we're trying to hydrate. So you want to make sure that you find that balance. And um, in addition to that, you know, caffeine can disrupt uh, the harmony of your sleep, especially if you're having uh, caffeinated teas in the evening time. Mm -hmm. Right. So all of these teas that we mentioned are caffeine free and they all uh, have multifunctions and, and you can have them at any time of the day. Uh, I would recommend uh, mint tea in the mornings, juniper tea, you know, midday and chamomile tea in the evening time. And they'll, they'll all work well together. When consuming tea, some people like to sweeten it. Some people don't. But if you're going to sweeten your tea, it's important to use natural sweeteners And some of them that we recommend, you can use raw honey, you can use stevia extract, or you can use monk fruit. These are some natural sweeteners um, that we suggest, but you certainly want to stay away from white processed sugar because that is very harmful to the body and it's very dehydrating as well. Yeah, I would even recommend as kind of a, a detox in a sense, like when you're doing a detox program to consider drinking some teas with no sweeteners. I think it's important to uh, t- at least taste your teas with nothing in them so you can actually appreciate how a tea tastes. Because once you add a sweetener uh, to your tea, it, it changes the whole taste of your tea altogether because the tea and the sweetener, they combine certain things combine in them and they'll, it can change the taste completely. So at least get used to drinking teas with nothing in them so you can appreciate those tastes and then slowly add enough sweetener to pull out certain notes, but not to take over the taste itself. Like we know stevia, for example, using a lot of stevia uh, can be bitter sometimes. So you use a little bit of stevia to bring out the, the flavor, a little honey or, or anything just to bring the flavor out a little bit, not to just, you know, like dominate the the taste altogether. 
And some other things to consider when making your tea. You know, you want to use the best quality water that you can when making your teas. You know, you could do spring water. We love fresh spring water from the the, the actual spring. That water is like living water and it's like the best tasting water ever. <laughs> um, or you could use filter water. That's fine. But you want to use a quality water and you want to use the best quality tea that you can get your hands on. You know, as you hear Jamal talking, he talking about notes and <laughs> like Jamal is a tea connoisseur. And before I met him, I would drink some tea, but now I really love teas. And, you know, there's so many great companies out there that offer great tea products. And I'm sure if you spoke to Jamal, he can run off a list of different companies, but the better the quality of the tea, the better the taste. Absolutely. I think that when it comes to teas, you definitely want to look at quality. Like you want to go for organic teas and things that you know that uh, don't contain GMOs and pesticides and things like that because Mm -hmm. certain commercial teas have a lot of those things in them. Uh, Also, the bleaching of the bags. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you're getting good quality tea in good quality bags. The best type of tea that you can drink is actually the loose tea. So you buy the loose tea and you can control how much of the herbs are going into your tea. You want to control how much herbs are going into your tea overall. The average tea bag The amount of tea that's in there is really a small amount, not enough to make a really good, robust tea, right? So you want to use the herbs and then you can control it. If you look at some of the higher quality bag teas, you're going to notice that those bags are literally four times the size of the, the standard bags. They're really big bags full of a lot of herbs because technically, uh, for, For a cup of tea or a mug of tea, you're using about a teaspoon of loose herbs in that tea. And if you look at a bag, it's nowhere near a full uh, teaspoon. It's, you know, it's usually like, I don't know, quarter tea, a quarter quarter teaspoon in the thin, in the thin bag, Mm -hmm. right? So if you really want robust tea, then you need to uh, use uh, just a better quality, bigger bag or loose. A lot of times if we do buy, you know, just kind of like standard tea, you know, like an organic standard tea with the smaller bags, we'll usually double and even triple up on the uh, on the tea bags to make sure that we're getting enough herbs in there to actually go beyond taste, but also have some medicinal benefits to them. This is a little side note, but one of Jamal's like passion projects is to open a tea house. We talked about this like a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I could I could definitely see myself doing that um, one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's important to continue to hydrate ourselves during the cold season and good quality herbal teas is a great way to do that. So whether you consume the teas that we recommend or you find the ones that you like, just make sure to consume more herbal teas during the cold season so that you can hydrate yourself properly. So that is the conclusion of this episode. Hopefully you received some value from it. The show notes page of this episode is lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 309. 
On there, I will list the link for the detox. I will list the link of the previous episode if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, where we talked about uh, winter detoxification. And you can also sign up for our mailing list to join our Live Healthier community. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until next time, live healthier. Yes, live healthier, everyone. Peace and blessings.